Brothers and sisters, welcome to the LDS Fishers of Men podcast. This is the maiden voyage, um, and it feels good to be uh, to be back. Now, what do I mean by that? That didn't make a lot of sense, probably. I actually was uh, I was the the founder of the Ears to Hear podcast uh, that was going for about a year, a little over a year. Um, I did that with three other guys. Uh, we have since disbanded and uh, have kind of gone our, our own separate ways. Um, <clears throat> that being said, it, it is good. I took a couple weeks off uh, from that podcast and have now started up this one. Um, the mission, for those of you that may find your way here from that podcast, and those of you who are brand new, um, you'll notice that um, we definitely had different, uh, points of view and were kind of separating as to the doctrine that, that we were espousing and, you know, kind of just starting to kind of go into separate, separate ways. And so my, um, basically my, uh, intention, my goal with this podcast is going to be the same as it was over there, um, however un- unhindered, right? This is this is going to be uh, my pure, undiluted vision in calling my fellow LDS members, those of you who may have fall- fallen away, those of you who <clears throat> may be on the fence, those of you who may have started to have doubts, creep in due to perhaps even uh, recent prophetic counsel, prophetic urgings, right? I'm talking about uh, most recently the, the, the urgings of the brethren to wear masks and get vaccinated, right? Which, you know, if you're LDS, chances are you're going to be pretty dang conservative. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. I am conservative to the core. I uh, am a, Army veteran. Uh, I love my my weaponry. I, I love my guns. You know what I mean. I I love my God, my Bible. I love I love it all. I'm a very conservative man. I also believe this church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, to be the true, the only true and authorized church to be on the earth today. And with that comes a few things. And we're going to get into some of those things. This being the maiden voyage, I want to... I want to implore you, uh, those of you who, like I say, may be struggling, those of you who may be on the fence, those of you who... who are finding yourselves wanting to get off the boat... but still maybe try to, to stay in part, uh, part of the, of the faith, or maybe just, you know, just maybe picking and choosing what you'd like to follow and what you'd like to not follow. President Nelson has, he has uh, done a lot for this church, and he has guided us through a lot of crazy stuff. I mean, who, who saw this coming, right? 
if we knew what we were facing down as soon as he got called into the presidency, the things that were just just on the horizon, getting ready to hit us. What a crazy couple of years it has been, brothers and sisters. Um, I, I want to pause and just let you guys know that I am a, I am a, 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 a weak man. I am, I have no power of myself. I am the least among you. Absolutely, I'm the least among you. But I find myself in a strange place. And that is a place where I find myself being one who is looking toward the brethren and who remembers what I taught potential investigators as a missionary. Being taught that there is a prophet on the earth today and being being teaching those those folks, those people who weren't even members, baptized members yet, about why that was important. And I feel the need to deliver this same type of message to my brethren and sisters in the church today. It is something that we need to revisit badly. Because as President Nelson has said, time is running out. I think that we need to start off by going to the New Testament. And uh, stick with me here. We're going to go through some scriptures, but this is important. As a matter of fact, this is one of the most important things that we can understand in this last dispensation. Let's go to the book of Ephesians. I got my, my old missionary sticks out here. It just felt, felt right to bust out my old mission scriptures. Um, I use my phone a lot, and it just, I said, you know what, I need to get back to using my old, my old paper sticks here. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. That in the dispensation of the fullness of times, he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven and which are on earth, even in him. Okay, so we have a mention of the last dispensation, right? The dispensation of the fullness of times. Okay. Let's go ahead and go to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, let's go with 19 and 20. Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God, and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Now think of those two scripture references back to back. Christ is going to gather, is for, you know, foreordained. It was prophesied here in Ephesians chapter 1, that Christ was going to gather together all things in one, right? in the dispensation of the fullness of times. Now we go to chapter 2, and he's talking about a foundation. 
he's talking about you know building that foundation with apostles and prophets right and we are being invited to be fellow citizens right to be to be in that foundational church into that foundational doctrine I'm painting a picture here and I'm going to continue painting that as we go to chapter 3 and we're going to go verses 1 through 8 for this cause I Paul the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you word how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery as I wrote afore in few words whereby when ye read ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ there is some intense outstanding doctrine in these three references that I have uh, just cited here what really gives me goosebumps is chapter 3 verses 1 through 8 we get so much in those eight verses of Scripture and if we if we actually look with our spiritual eyes and study this there is some things under the surface you guys that is just it's huge uh, not least among them being the importance of of apostles and prophets right I think that I'm gonna pause here from the scriptures and this is you know this is Alan again I think that we have not been challenged as a church for a long time I think that ever since our ancestors are hardy faithful spiritual giant ancestors who tooth and nail made it through the continent right who who of, of North America who came through America and and just hacked their way through the wilderness making their way and this is after of course being driven over and over from place to place from state to state eventually you know culminating in them having to leave the United States and go to what was then Mexico which is now Utah we have not had to gird up our loins 
like they did. It, it just hasn't happened for a while. Now, that's not to minimize the spiritually assault uh, assaults that we've had. Pornography, right? Uh, filthy lucre, that's another favorite one, I think, of, of our people. These things have obviously eroded away at the strong generation that was our ancestors. And this is not an, you know, this is not me dogging on us. This is me pointing out some facts here. And I include myself with this. We are not strong enough. We are not where we should be. Right? Think about these people. If you guys have ever watched, you know, 17 Miracles or Ephraim's Rescue, think about the things that they were asked to do by the prophet and by the apostles. Just take a minute and really, really chew on that. And I mean chew down to the bone. I want you to take your family and I want you to get in and take that hand cart, whatever you can get, right? Get, get all the supplies you can. Good, good luck, by the way. Because, you know, we're, we're in a mess right now. We've just been driven from that state, and here we are. We have nothing, but the Lord has commanded us to go west, to leave the U.S. and to go what is, you know, what is then Mexico. I want you to take your kids. I want you to risk their lives. Not only risking your own life, but I want you to risk their lives, knowing full well what lies before you. Having men like like uh, Ephraim Hanks, right? Having men like Levi Savage, who know full well and who warned what was coming. Now, was there probably some bickering? Were there probably some people who left and forsook the, the church as they went west? Probably. But look at all the people that said, okay, I know that this church is true, and I know that the Book of Mormon is the Word of God. It is indeed another testament of Jesus Christ. It is the testimony of of the Nephite nation. And has their dealings, their gospel, which is the same gospel that we have today, with their prophets. We see the, the you know, everything in, in the Book of Mormon that shows the rise and fall of the Nephite nation and the Jaredite nation. We know that that's true. And if that is true, then Joseph Smith was indeed a prophet of God, just as much as Moses, Abraham, right? Samuel, take your pick. Just as much as, as the Apostle Paul, who we've been reading here. Peter, James, John, we're talking about, about fellow servants here with Joseph Smith, right? He's on that level. And 
because he is on that level, we are going to go. Come what may. We are going to cross the plains. Let that sink in a minute. This is uh, what we would like to call a gut check. <laughs> and then if any of you were in athletics, right, you know what a gut check is. This is the moment where you find out what you're made of. And you know what, right now, I think that we're, we're still in practice. I think that this is a warm-up. We haven't, uh, we haven't gone to that wrestling meet yet. We haven't gone to that football game yet. We're finding out right now what we're made of so that when the when the current prophet who stands in place by the way and who is in next in line of authority standing in place for Joseph Smith gives us official urgings and warnings and admonitions about whatever the heck you want take your pick doesn't matter if it's about vaccines, masks, whatever, okay? Those are the most recent. It's going to get worse. I promise you. It's going to get harder. And the urge to try and wiggle your way and justify your way out of listening to the prophet is going to get worse and stronger. This is it, guys. This is the dispensation of the fullness of times. This is, this is right before the Savior himself, the Lion of Judah, comes back. We're playing for keeps here. This is the last-ditch effort that Lucifer has. This is the wrap-up scene. Starting with the war in heaven, clear on through the, the history of humanity from Adam down until now. We are at the end. Jesus is going to return. I know and I believe, and I have a testimony of that, brothers and sisters. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is going to return. And it is, it's our time. It's our time now. And I would hope that, you know, we, we all have our political views. We all have the things that we, that we know to be true. Um... Paul's time. Anyone who was not a Jew was not allowed to be preach the gospel. It was not for them. This new Christian religion, right, where Paul was like, you know, he, the prophets and apostles of, of the time, which were apostles, right? Peter was the chief apostle. He was the prophet after Christ uh, was resurrected. They went out to the Gentiles because that was the word of God. 
And the people at the time said, whoa, 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 wait a minute. I can show you here in scripture where it says that it's not for them, but this is, this is only for us, right? They said, no, this is, this is the word of the Lord. People argued with that. This is not me, you know, this is not me getting up on a rambiumptum here, you guys. I was vocally against vaccines and masks. Very vocally, very politically against that stuff. And when the prophet came out with his, with his urging and admonition the first time, I didn't even really see it. It wasn't until the second time that I saw it and said, okay, he just, okay, this is pretty strongly worded. And I went back and looked at the first one and said, okay, Alan wasn't listening that time. I didn't hear it. I didn't, I didn't listen. Whatever the case is, uh, Alan has no excuse now. In that moment, we have to decide, is this church indeed the true restored church of Christ on the earth today, or is it not? Because if it is, when a prophet urges us to do something and it is signed by the first presidency and has been reviewed by the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, which it was, this, say, you know, however you feel about it, this had the official seal. This was a thus saith the Lord type of deal. May not have said thus saith the Lord, shouldn't have to. You know, as, as, I, as I talk about this, you, you know that I, I'm sure you're picking up that I feel strongly about this, and I do, brothers and sisters, because this is so stupid that we are having to, to talk about this, that we're having to go through. I'm still hearing about it, which is why I'm talking about it now, and I'm going to catch so much crap for this. I know I'm going to catch crap for it from people. About half the audience was with me, and half the audience was with my my two compadres, when I did the last, uh, the last podcast, which alarms me. The prophet is not just some dude. The prophet is not just some man. He is the mouthpiece of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only authorized head man head servant, chiefest apostle who is to be the prophet on the earth today. And he receives revelation. And that revelation is not only expedient when it is convenient for us as members of the church. It's going to get inconvenient real fast, I promise you. I had a thought as I was preparing for this. Because I hear a lot of people say, well, I'm going to pray, and if I get a different answer, uh, then I'm going to go with that. Okay. That's on you. You have your agency to do whatever you want to do. But think of this. When I tell my kids, I'm a father of five, when I tell one of my kids, hey, once you get those dishes done, 
and I want you to do it by uh, 5 o'clock. That needs to be done by 5, because we got to go somewhere, whatever the case is, right? I then leave, trusting them to take care of the dishes. When I come back, and those dishes are not done, and they are called to account for that, I say, uh, these dishes aren't done. Did I, did I stutter? Did we, you know, what was the miscommunication here? What excuse is there that they can give me that I will accept, barring an emergency of some kind, right? There's, there's, of course, there's always going to be some things that, in this scenario, right? But as the general rule, and if any of you are parents, I'm sure that you're thinking about past experiences yourselves, There really isn't much excuse, right? When it comes down to brass tacks, it's because they either didn't want to listen or there was just some other excuse, right? They say, oh, uh, my brother told me that uh, this was going on, so I did that. Or, oh, I, uh, I asked, you know, so-and-so if they heard you say that and they thought you that you said something else and so I went with what they said that you said even though I knew that what you said was this you guys this this is it like it or, or, or not this is the voice of the Lord has spoken the Lord's mouthpiece has delivered the message, and that's what it was. Now, this is not me telling you to go do, uh, to, to go do that. That's that's up to you. Like I say, this this is it. We're playing for keeps now. I prayed over that council. And my prayer was not, Lord, is this your will? Because I knew that it was. It came from the Lord's mouthpiece. I didn't need to question that. I'm at least smart enough. I'm not a very smart guy, but I'm smart enough to know that when the mouthpiece speaks, he speaks with authority and keys given to him by Christ through his apostles and prophets, down from Christ himself, Peter, James, and John, Joseph Smith, clear on down through to President Nelson. It is what it is, guys. There's no Da Vinci Code here. It's plain and precious, which is beautiful. I love it. When I said my prayer, I said, Father, help me please to bring myself into alignment with your mouthpiece. Because I've been talking a lot of crap on my podcast about it with, with my, my, my two compadres. And Alan had to eat some crow on that. Came back and you know what I mean? I, I said, okay. Prayer is there for us to bring ourselves into alignment with the Lord. It is there to receive personal revelation. Revelation that will never trump 
what the mouthpiece has said. When the prophet says it's time to go west, to get your hand cart and go west, and by the way, you might die, so be it. That's what we're supposed to do. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ wants me to do because that's what he has told his mouthpiece, that that is what we are to do. So that is what shall be done. For me and my house, that's what we're going to do. And if we should die before our journey's through, happy day, all is well. I don't mean to come on too strong here. This is, I have anxiety for you, brothers and sisters. Because when a fool like me can see through this stuff, and I see others who aren't seeing through, it worries me to the core for the future of the membership of this church. We have not been tested yet. But we're on deck. I believe that we have some things coming down the pike that are going to absolutely going to test us to the core. And that is prophetic. Not from me. From the mouthpieces going back from Joseph Smith clear on up through President Nelson. Look at what they're saying. They're preparing us for something. We know that doctrinally and scripturally there's going to be a tribulation that will eventually come. We're going to be asked to do some hard things. I want to go back to the scriptures now. Let's go back to the Doctrine and Covenants here. Bear with me, I'm going to read. I'm going to read a couple verses here in section 1. Very, very first section. Okay, which is very applicable where we are now in the very first podcast here. Verse 1, Hearken, O ye people of my church, saith the voice of him who dwells on high, and whose eyes are upon all men. Yea, verily I say, Hearken, ye people from afar, and ye that are upon the islands of the sea, listen together. Okay? Pretty dang inclusive. For verily the voice of the Lord is unto all men, and there is none to escape, and there is no eye that shall not see, neither ear that shall not hear, neither heart that shall not be penetrated. And the rebellious shall be pierced with much sorrow, for their iniquity shall be spoken upon the housetops, and their secret acts shall be revealed. And the voice of warning shall be unto all people by the mouths of my disciples, whom I have chosen in these last days. I'm going to pause here. Pay attention to all the seals of approval that you see upon the Lord's chosen disciples and prophets and apostles, okay? And that applies to any, if you're doing a study on this, which I would absolutely exhort you to do, pay attention to that, to the seal of approval that the Lord gives. Going back to DNC. And they shall go forth, and none shall stay them, for I the Lord have commanded them. Behold, this is mine authority and the authority of my servants. And 
my preface unto the book of my commandments, which I give unto them to publish unto you, O inhabitants of the earth. Wherefore, fear and tremble. O ye people, for what I the Lord have decreed in them shall be fulfilled. And verily I say unto you that they who go forth, bearing these tidings unto the inhabitants of the earth, to them is power given to seal both on earth and in heaven the unbelieving and rebellious. Yea, verily, to seal them up unto the day when the wrath of God shall be poured out upon the wicked without measure. Unto the day when the Lord shall come to recompense unto every man according to his work and measure to every man according to the measure which he has measured to his fellow man. Wherefore, the voice of the Lord is unto all the ends of the earth that all that will hear may hear. Prepare ye, prepare ye for that which is to come, for the Lord is nigh. And the anger of the Lord is kindled, and his sword is bathed in heaven, and it shall fall upon the inhabitants of the earth. And the arm of the Lord shall be revealed. And the day cometh that they who will not hear the voice of the Lord, neither the voice of his servants, neither give heed to the words of the prophets and apostles shall be cut off from among the, the people. For they have strayed from mine everlasting ordinances and have broken mine everlasting covenant. They seek not the Lord to establish his righteousness, but every man walketh in his own way and after the image of his own God whose image is in the likeness of the world, and whose substance is that of an idol, which waxeth old, and shall perish in Babylon, even Babylon the great, which shall fall. Wherefore I, the Lord, knowing the calamity which should come upon the inhabitants of the earth, called upon my servant Joseph Smith, Jr., and spake unto him from heaven, and gave him commandments. Brothers and sisters, Nephi has told us to liken the scriptures unto ourselves. This is absolutely applicable, more so probably to us, than it was to the people in the day that this was given, in the 1800s. If the Lord was nigh in the 1800s, he is way more nigh now. <laughs> This gospel will never again be taken from the earth. We go back to uh, DNC section 13, you know, when it's talking about uh, John the Baptist conferring the Aaronic priesthood upon Joseph Smith, Oliver Cowdery, talking about how it will not be taken until the sons of Levi offer again an offering in righteousness. That's a study all on its own. There's some really cool stuff there. I hope and pray, brothers and sisters, that the Spirit has touched your heart. I know that the words and the scriptures and the general message that I'm conveying to you is true. 
the President Nelson said that it wasn't, the day is fast approaching when it's not going to be very convenient. It's not going to be easy to be a member of the church. And if you do not have your foundation built up strong enough, then you're not going to make it. You'll, people are going to apostatize. I'm watching it happen right now. I've seen it happen right now. And in the past, and I, it truly does break my heart. This is not Alan on a ramiumptum pointing the finger. This is Alan looking around, seeing his people making some grievous mistakes and errors ones that we can read all about in just about every book of the standard works and in our very own church history. It's a pattern, brothers and sisters, and we, we're repeating it. The road to apostasy is being traveled by many Many people who are just like me, who grew up in this ch in this church, grew up here in the in the Zion Curtain, right, and who are forsaking the doctrines that were taught to them as kids. People who want to become prophets unto themselves, to choose to pick and choose what is prophetic and what is not what they want to listen to, what they don't. Not only that, but then getting on a platform such as Facebook, uh, YouTube, what have you, and then preaching that stuff to other people, other people who are on the fence and who are vulnerable. It is to those people that I raise my voice to on both sides. If you find yourself or if you have found that you have done things like this, please repent and try to undo the damage that has been done. We need to pull together. We've got to pull together. This is not a time for us to Let things like this separate us. I keep thinking of, you know, whenever, whenever President Nelson was saying, you know, buckle up, put on your seatbelts, you know what I mean? For me, it really, it feels like a brace for impact type moment. You can look around in the world and see what's going on. I think our test is coming. I really do. A hundred percent, I think our test is coming. And we have to decide now. We have to decide now who is on the Lord's side. And I'm talking about the Lord Jesus Christ the one who built his church up on a foundation of prophets and apostles, with himself being the chief cornerstone. 
I'm not talking about the one that you're going to invent to get around whatever prophetic counsel you don't like. We've got to be better than that. I'm coming on strong here and I'm laying it on thick because I feel a duty to do this. This is not me, again, pointing the finger up on a ramiumptum. This is me among you, my brothers and sisters, begging you, please, please, don't be foolish. Do not allow yourselves to be blinded. This is the most important thing in the world. Everything else comes second. We have to hold on to the iron rod. I'm going to close here. My favorite, you know, if it is as appropriate to do so as possible, my favorite um, general authority through, through history has to be Elder Bruce R. McConkie. The man did not mince words, and he did not ride the fence. He knew exactly what he thought about whatever he was talking about, and I love him for that. And when I get to the other side, that is a hand that I will absolutely seek out to shake because he has made a big difference in my life. There is a talk that he gave called this final glorious gospel dispensation let every man upon the face of the whole earth know that the glorious gospel of God is alive and well and prospering in this day let every living soul know that the little stone cut from the mountain without hands has begun to roll forth. In time it will break in pieces all the kingdoms of men and fill the whole earth. Let it be known that the things which our forefathers have awaited with anxious expectation to be revealed in the last times are now being poured out upon the saints, and that we have entered the promised time in the which nothing shall be withheld. The gleams of celestial light which now pierce the darkness of our souls will soon blaze forth in full celestial splendor. The foundation has been laid. The Lord's house is now being built up on earth. God, our gracious Father, has restored in these last days the fullness of his everlasting gospel for the benefit and blessing of all his children and for the salvation and exaltation of those who believe and obey. God, our Father, and Jesus Christ, his Son, by the voice and instrumentality of angelic ministrants, gave to Joseph Smith and his associates every key, power, and priesthood ever held by man on earth. They have set up anew their earthly kingdom, the kingdom of God. That kingdom is the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
This church administers the gospel and offers salvation to all who will believe in Christ and live his laws. Brothers and sisters, I hope that the Spirit has found a place in your heart to convey the truths that we have talked about today. Anything that has touched your heart and reached your spirit is nothing to do with me at all. I am absolutely the least among you. Before I began the podcast, I prayed that the Lord would use the Spirit to work past my weakness and to speak to your Spirit anything, any truth that might come out of my mouth. I hope that has been the case. I feel it my duty to do as many other of my brethren that I have recently sought out on YouTube who are preaching very similar things. Um, I will give a shout out to the two LDS archives to the two brothers, those are ones I just barely have uh, started really diving into and have absolutely found some delicious doctrine and messages. And they are well above anything that I'm presenting here, but I feel the need to bear my testimony, to raise my voice Perhaps as I once did in the pre-existence when the two plans were presented. I like to think that I did. And I'm doing so now. And I would encourage you in whatever sphere of influence you have to do so as well. And if you don't know if this is true, if you have doubts shed all of the pride of your heart all of your ego just check it at your bedroom door for a night study the book of Mormon and take Moroni up on his promise ask the Lord if these things are true and if he shall ask with a sincere heart with real intent having faith in Christ He will manifest the truth of it unto you by the power of the Holy Ghost. And by the power of the Holy Ghost, you may know the truth of all things. I bear you my witness and my testimony that the Lord's mouthpiece on the earth today is President Russell M. Nelson. I bear you my witness that he is indeed a prophet of God. And he relays actual, legitimate revelation that the Lord wants us to hear. 
and that when we seek revelation that is counter to prophetic guidance, we are taking an extremely unnecessary risk. Rarely is it when we go down that road that we are actually looking for confirmation. That's usually not the mindset. The mindset is, is there a way that I cannot do this? It doesn't work that way. When the Lord speaks through his mouthpiece, we need to get down on our knees and pray and say, please bring me into alignment with this, Father. Please speak truth to my soul. Please allow me to feel the spirit that these things are true. Help, help me to get into alignment. I love the gospel. I love the foundation. I love the church. I love my Savior, Jesus Christ. And I do... I do this. I seek out any who will listen that I can stand on my little watchtower and raise my voice so that I can look him in the eye when this is all done and say I did I did what I could I ask the Lord to bless you as we part at this time and I do so in the name of Jesus Christ my Lord and my Savior, the Holy One of Israel. Amen. Thank you.